Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the podcast. Hope you're all having an incredible week out there. Joined today by Celtic striker and Ireland under-21 international Johnny Kenny. Johnny, how are things over there? Very good, very good. Now. Keeping well. Keeping well now and yourself? I can't complain now at all. You're just off the back of a league title win. Are you hating me today dragging you in here to do a podcast when you should be out celebrating? Ah, no, no. <laughs> uh, look, I've had my days celebrating because obviously we won it a week earlier, which was good too. So we had double celebrations, you could say. We had it after St. Pat's and then we had it after we met Sligo and got the trophy on Friday night and we had it Saturday night and then we all went our separate ways. You did all right out of it, so. Ah, yeah, <laughs> you got did, a few no. nights. Ah, look, you're not going to win a league or four in a row every year, so look, you have to enjoy these moments in the cup. Was it madness? I was. I was. It was. Uh, it was madness. It was madness. <laughs> <laughs> all good, man. All good. So, anybody that's not into football, Johnny has been on loan at Sham Rovers. He's just won a league title. Sham's fourth in a row. I'm going to write for him. Yeah, four yeah. In a row. Let's chat about Celtic because that's what I really want to chat about. Because I suppose for me, football mad love to hear the story about a young fella going off to Celtic and what that's like. What's the environment like over there? Was it very, very different to what you're used to? Oh, crazy different. Um, remember going in on my first day and um, thinking, because I was here in Sligo, that I'd have to bring my own kit home and wash it. And you just come in in the morning in your kit and just the change was massive. Um, everything laid out for you. Everything laid out for you, washed for you. Went in, started eating the breakfast in the morning lunch in the afternoon, everything on site, it was, I don't know what I was expecting, I was expecting just to come in, same as Sligo really, no respect Sligo, coming in in her kit on, straight on to the pitch, basically home, but this was basically a home away from home, where you could sit there until five o'clock in the evening, and just stay there, and then you could go home to your flat, or whatever you were living in then, so no, it was great, the difference is massive. So what's the story then when you go in in the morning? Like, is the, you go in and have breakfast before you train, is it? And then they look after you all day long type of thing? Well, yeah, we'd, um, there was a time when I was there, it was 9.30. Don't be late. After 9.30, you're late, you get fined. Um, but you could come in any time before that. I used to be in around quarter to nine, half eight sort of job, and go into the gym, have my breakfast. Um, you just go in, get your gear, be laid out for you, ready, pick it up, go to the change room, put on your kit and then you go up for breakfast have a chat with a few lads and then go down and try and loosen up before training starts nice nice and what's the gym like compared to what you would be doing with back here different level oh, i would say massive massive um i don't know how i describe it to you. it's like a big hall with everything you need everything you need i said 20 spin bikes watt bikes rowers anything you need you're looking oh, at take care of. and did they do individual snc programs and all that for you i presume yeah um, I did individual, yeah. It's up to yourself. There was never, there's never group session, Jim. There never group sessions when I was there. I was under Ange. Uh, might be different now under Brendan, but when I was there under Ange, there was never group sessions. It was only in the morning prehab before you go out to train. But I done individual work, yeah. Ah, nice, nice. And you've probably got swimming pools and everything recovery. Swim, yeah, swimming, swimming pools, sauna, steam room, ice baths, masseuse. Anything you want. Never wanted for anything. No, I oh, think I was a bit too young now to be on the masseuse tail, but I, mean, <laughs> I got the best out of the swimming pool and everything. It's just great. We used to, after training myself, a few lads, lean scales, near Beaton, Mikey Johnson, a few of them now, just used to go into swimming pool and we'd just talk, talk, talk. 
let the and old without, fellas do the massages. Yeah, and without um, knowing, you could be in there two hours and coming out with your fingers would be all wrinkled. Right. And, yeah, yeah, but that's obviously a sign though, that you have a good group of lads there. Like if the time has passed like that, you don't even notice. No, hundred percent. There were a great group of lads when I was there. And they won the league last year under Ange, and he's obviously moved on, and they're going very well at the moment. So it's a great tight knit club, and everyone's trying to help each other to drive for success. How did you end up there, Johnny? Because I remember seeing even at the time, there was a picture of, I think, yourself and your dad at a Hibs game. And then it was like the next day, signed for Celtic. What went down there? Yeah, I obviously, um, I went to Hibs maybe start of December, maybe. I think they'd done the, not even a week or two before they played each other in the cup final. I went just to have a look around. Obviously, they'd, they'd went to Sligo and put the bid on the table saying they wanted me. So I went over for a look. Um, obviously, how do I look? And... The manager got sacked when I came off the airplane. I seen on social oh. media the manager had been sacked. They obviously still wanted me, but I don't think it would have sued me as much when the manager left because there was no one manager at the time. It was unknown. I just want I was raring to go. So spoke to Ange for a good while on the phone, and I thought that was the best for me. And two or three weeks later, after Christmas, early January, if even January, hopped on a plane, and there we were. Wow. Who met you when you got there? Like, were you meeting the senior team straight off, or? Yeah, I um first I went flew from Dublin to Manchester, got a three and a half hour MRI, uh, medical in Manchester bloods and that all after, and then drove from Manchester to Glasgow was three hours more, and then just stayed in the hotel and the next morning. We went out and uh, I went to the training ground and met everyone. Yeah, straight in with the first team, met them. They're all eating lunch when I or breakfast when I went in. Then met the manager and then it was down to work. Had a bit of a problem that I didn't expect, but look. You were injured actually when you told me. Yeah, we were at Dover Field, my me- medical with a left pairs, stretch fracture in my back, which was pretty strange. I remember in Sligo, I got a knee in the back a few weeks out from the end season against Longford, but it went after a week or two. And then obviously that helps when you're getting MRIs like that. And came up, I had no pain or anything in it, and then had to do rehab for four six seven or eight weeks on my back um which was annoying because obviously signing you don't you want to stamp your authority early but had to be on the in, uh, physio bed for a while and doing rehab when you don't feel the pain or feel anything in your back it oh, just man. seems pointless but it obviously helped that's why frustrating though isn't it oh, i'm absolutely frustrated what you can what can you do it happened for a reason it was probably better physio said it was better find it then or a year down the line, we were probably going to have, to have surgery or something. Yeah, that's a fair point as well. Yeah. When you go in and meet the first team, what's the feeling like? Guys that you've maybe seen on the television and stuff like that? No, it's surreal. I think the first guy I met was Callum McGregor. Um, Callum McGregor, we were talking about, he's good friends at Ronan Murray. Used ah, to be at Sligo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. played together, I think, in Notts County. All oh, right. Um, very welcoming guy. Um, he was one of the first I met and then met everyone else, but great guys. Did the Japanese guys come in around the same time as you, Kyogo and... Yeah, Maida. after I signed, we were all in the same hotel and um, no, Kyogo was there. It was Maeda, Aidaguchi and Rao. We all used to go on a, bus, a little mini bus to train together um, in the mornings because all four of us were in the hotel together and we'd all go on the bus to the training ground and then go home. And you were obviously competing against Kyogo. Like, would you get on well with him or is it... Fuck it, I'm taking your place. <laughs> you know? oh, no, no. I think it's um friendly competitiveness at the end of the day. Jacko was there well, Jack Max went to Atlanta Atlanta in America, very good player. Uh, I think the three of us are very different, but obviously I knew I had a lot to do to get in there 
to get their jersey at the end of the day. It was always going to be a challenge. Um, but um, no, they'd help you. They would help you. Um, two different players, as I said, but they'd definitely help you. Look, you learn off them a lot. You can only learn. Kyogo's class. I think he'd do well in most leagues, to be honest, you know. Um, when you go over to Celtic, it's very different, obviously, to living around Sligo. What's it like for a Celtic player walking around Glasgow? Like, is it, are the likes of the first team players, are they gods around the city? Are they mobbed? Is it, can you walk around anonymously? I know. I, I personally, I wouldn't have got that much. I would have got a few me and Liam Scales. We used to play snooker every day together. We would have got the odd few, but um, but you'd see the likes of Jota when he was there, Kyogo, Cal, Cal Mack, all the big players. They probably couldn't walk down the strips in Glasgow because they're just going to get mobbed and they're not going to get done without whatever they were doing, shopping, or they won't get there because there'd be so many fans after them. It's a different world, isn't it? Oh, it's a different world, different world. Celtic is a huge club, though. I think people kind of forget that, you know, because you kind of go, oh, it's Scotland and Celtic Rangers, but it's a massive club. Yeah, 100%. I think, as you said there, just because it's in Scotland, it's not appreciated the way it should. It's a massive, massive club. And you see so many people at home all over the country support Celtic, and it's a massive club. People don't give it the praise it deserves, but it is a massive, massive one. Were you a Celtic supporter growing up, or was it kind of not really just want to go no. there when they come in? I'm not going to lie, I wasn't, but like I knew who they were. Obviously, watching on TV, but um, I wasn't. I wouldn't be say I was a Celtic supporter, no. But I'd always liked Celtic. Um, but once they came in, I think it's a no real brainer when you're an Irish lad. Um. So yeah, I think it was a really no brainer. Were there other clubs in, or was it just Celtic Habs, a couple of Scottish clubs? Ah, uh, there was a few in England as well. Um, but um, I don't know. I just had my heart set on going to Scotland for some reason and starting there. Um, hard to turn Celtic down in fairness. Oh, 100 percent, hundred I don't know. I just my heart was just in Scotland for some reason, and that's where I went there. Um, when you look at obviously coming through, it's like a Rovers. You'd won class season there. One class season where was it like twelve goals before mm. you went to something like that? Yeah. 12, 13? Twelve goals, I think. Yeah, maybe one in the conference, and maybe eleven in the league, or some, twelve in the league and one in the conference. I don't know. Some going. When you reflect on it now, why do you think you were in that form? Like, was it just confidence? Was it fearlessness going in at a young age? Um, I think it was confidence. I think confidence is a big thing in strikers. Um, you've seen because I've done very well the year before, and then. You know when a manager really loves you and really like you and they just throw you in even though with the likes of Romeo who done Unreal for the club before I was when I was a fan and uh, Ryan DeVries too. The two of them were there in pre-season but he gave me the nod for the first game against Dundalk and that's just warmed me up really because when he's leaving two massive players for the fans and that I think Romeo might have played in midfield that day and he played me up front which was a big boost because Romeo was signed to be the main striker and he put a 17 year old in ahead of him. But I think you had a great pre-season as well, didn't you? You were banging in goals and then I think everyone was kind of going, I wonder is it going to play him in the league now? Yeah. And then you got a serious start and he couldn't leave you out, to be fair. No, I, well, look, he could have left me out. I just, I just seen it as an opportunity and you have to take every opportunity as it comes. Um, but yeah, I just tried to do my best and um, that's all I could do. Your dad was obviously a legend for the club as well. Did that add pressure or did it make it easier or is it no difference? Um, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say a lot of pressure, but um, it's nice to play for the same club your dad played because I'd look up to him. I won't say that to him, but uh, <laughs> he'd give you a lot of tips. He'd give you everything. We could have um, disputes over this or that. And my uncle as well, I think he played for Slagging Rovers as well. He lives behind my house. He'd be down as well watching all the games 
then because I think the first four or five months might have been lockdown there was no fans in so they would have been all watching it together and I'd come home then and we'd have a chat about things that's went on in the game so no I wouldn't say pressure I really I really enjoyed playing for the club and um, I think it made them happy to see me play for a club as well Is your dad very influential in your career? I probably is yeah I no probably about it he is yeah we talk things through and look he probably when I said I wanted to move to Shamrock Rovers he wanted me to go there but he no disrespect he probably didn't support the club he only supported it because I was there yeah. um, but no he would be influential we talk about everything and I'd put my uncle in that as well he'd be the same well it's great if that support network like it's it's class to have people that are actually football men as well there yeah 100% the people that are with you that are actually looking out for you because people you could meet in the street be telling you this and telling you that like you know when they're at home they're really looking out for you which is best because they're they're a son or a nephew they really want what's best for you and they'll tell you the home truths you need if you need home truths or whatever 100% because uh, I think I've always been that mindset as well even with social media and that I always go like block out most of the opinions come back to the people that you know actually have your interests at heart and the other opinions don't really matter because to be honest if you're taking on everything mm. you're just you're going to be all over the place like you're going to be your confidence is going to be crushed if you're listening to every opinion that's coming at you like i've the same with social media over the years it's one where i'm kind of going i don't know that person what they're saying doesn't matter you know you kind of have to come back to the people that genuinely have your interests mm. at heart you know so celtic is obviously your parent club at the minute are you going back there now or are you going out on loan again or do you know or what's um, no I'd probably go back there now I've a bit of a pubic injury all year that I need to sort probably hasn't helped me all season um, not being able to finish games and so on but um, no I'd go back try and fix that the best I can and get a new it's like a new lease of life under Brendan Rogers now because he came in as a different manager than when I was there before I went out on loan so you never know I see with Liam Scales one of my best good friends in there chat to him the whole time where in Ange, he was sent on loan. wasn't really, weren't really having him. And now look at him now. He's probably person one of the first names on the team sheet. So that's the inspiration. Oh, hundred percent. He's my inspiration, and he knows that himself. And he always help helps me. Um, he was very good. But look, he was probably about to leave the club near the end of the window. Got a few injuries, and look at him now playing in Champions League, played against Atletico Madrid. Now, what more do you want? Things can change quickly in football. It changes in seconds. Yeah. One minute you could be the worst player and the next minute you could be the best player in the world. So is that the goal now, to break it to the Celtic first team? That has to be the goal, yeah. If it's not the goal, then I think there's no point in going back. Um, you have to drive for what you're there for, really. That's why I signed. I want to play for Celtic. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least I can say I can try it. Give it your best goal. That's all you can do, isn't it? Mm, 100%. Were you living on your own over there or were you living with the lads? Or No, I was living on my own in a flat, but um, lean scales, which very good friend of mine from over there helped me a lot when I joined um, he was walking distance away five minutes walking distance away so it was very good and Mikey Johnson as well Scottish lad Glasgow he's with the Ireland um, senior, team. senior team now he was very good too all very close three of us and we all helped each other yeah how did you find adapting over there like yeah, was it was it lonely at the start or was it okay just get the lads around you oh, I was alright at the start probably the first month was alright because you're still like buzzing off signing for Celtic and the second month maybe because you're still injured and you're still getting a bit of fed up doing the rehab but you have to keep going can be lonely at times but the lads were always there we were always doing something playing snooker doing it going for coffee watching TV anything they did win the league though shortly that season you were right didn't they yeah they did they won the season that May it was um, pretty good. It was an epic experience to get on the 
on the pitch that day um, and to get a medal of course um, it was a magical day the atmosphere was second to none I'd say it's unreal over there is it the noise in the place must be unreal on a big occasion like that massive massive my first appetizer was Rangers in um, Celtic Park just said oh the score might have been 3-0 in February the atmosphere I was like oh my god it's getting from the showgrounds to this and it's just massive and then that last day of the season because they'd lost the league to Rangers the year before to win it back in the first year under Andrews the atmosphere was through the roof that's the dream isn't it get playing against Rangers score oh, yeah. score score 100%, 100%. <laughs> oh man you still go back for games do you yeah I still I was back two or three weeks ago at Lazio Champions League Champions League Liam was playing yeah so I went back to that brought Rory Gaffney in league race with me as well so no that was very good and they're the biggest appetizer ever going to them games and you're like you're with this club like why can't you play out there absolutely class and when you're over for those games are you getting the behind the scenes treatment like you're still in with the lads and getting getting the full Celtic experience ah not really I just um, I'd go I wouldn't like to be getting in the way i just go as a fan just go and notice okay. as best as I can and just sit in the stadium and enjoy the game see yourself on the pitch someday mm. okay. class man class absolutely class Ireland as well you're involved with the under 21s have you played underage before that or was it just the 21s I played under do? 19 with Tom Mohan that was at the end of the season with Sligo we played away in Bulgaria and then we played in England, the elite phase, which didn't go too well. Hey, and you're in the 21s now? 21s now, we've had a f- fantastic start actually. We bet, um, we bet um, Latvia away the last camp and we bet San Marino and Turkey. Turkey was a great start for us, 1-3-2, which was um, massive. But we go again Norway next week, Norway away in Italy at home. Oh, next so, week again, yeah? Yeah, next week, so look. These are the big games. These are the ones you need to be picking up. So you're flying, flying out to Norway. Flying out, I'd say Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Yeah. So what are them good. camps like? Are they <coughs> a bit claustrophobic being locked up with the lads for a few days? Or ah, is it they all right? are. Ah, they are in the air. So you look, you're in a hotel and that, but it's very good. The lads are great. Um, some of the lads playing at the top of it. Some of them are playing the championship in England, where you want, where you could ideally end up to. Um, but no, they're all great lads, all from different areas of Ireland and spread out. Everyone's different, but we all gel together. But I think we have a really good chance. When was your first call up for the twenty ones? I was called up when I was with Sligo. When I was eighteen or seventeen, I was called up for a squad, but didn't make. I was in the squad, but I didn't make the matchday squad away in Montenegro. That was my first one, and then there was one probably back in Mar- April. Then was the last one because I was with the under nineteen staff back in April. We played Iceland. How does that? How does that? Um work like when you were here and you've been called up for your country who tells you like how is it passed on to your well i think the, the club notify it but the club aren't meant to the, cl- the club are notified but you don't you're not meant to know i've seen the squad today i knew i was in it yesterday because that head of operations told me could i be at the hotel but i wouldn't have known otherwise until it was out on social media i think which is kind of one of the best ways to find out too because it puts a smile on your face as long as you're in but do you remember your first time being called up for ireland yeah, I think it was um I think it was the first time with the call being called up was for the twenty ones and then the nineteens were away that time and I was like, Oh, I'm going to twenty ones, probably won't be involved, but and I'm missing out on the nineteens and the elite phase is coming up. If I don't go to nineteen not going to nineteens now, I hope I don't miss out on the next one. But no, it worked out well in the end because I was in the next one and actually done very well in the following. Some feeling though getting the opportunity to represent your country. Oh, hundred percent. When the national anthem comes on, it's just goosebumps. It's 
probably sounds like ah he's talking shit here but it's absolutely goosebumps the feels you get when you sing your national anthem it's just you've got goals though as well man that must be some feeling like scoring for your country never mind listening to the national anthem might be whipping the shirt (laughs) off by scoring yeah yeah, the 19s I think my first three games scored in the first three in Bulgaria and then went and played in the elite phase the 19s got injured after 15 minutes against England and then played again four days later which was great against Portugal scored that day as well so that was four and five and then I went away at the 21s in March and scored the winner there so I have a good record for the country to be fair serious going yeah it's a good record any decent players on the England side anyone we would have known of uh, Kearney something at Chelsea too oh Chuck yeah, yeah, yeah there's a good few of them um, who else oh there was tons of them there's one of them at Archer I think he's at Sheffield United Chelsea. now yeah, yeah. oh there's tons of them he scored a serious goal at the weekend did I <laughs> hit a screamer at the yeah. weekend yeah yeah I watched him much football <laughs> but um, no it's like again I suppose looking forward the long term goal has to be a senior appearance is it oh it has to be and look under Kenny now look he's under pressure at the moment but look how many he's brought through in the last you no know, two camps ago, he brought in Sinclair during um during the camp today before we played Turkey. He brought in Sinclair. Sinclair made his debut three days later, and in the last camp, Andrew Moran was meant to go and join up with them for the Gibraltar game, but got injured with us, so he couldn't go. But the pathway is definitely there. Hundred percent. Like I think you have to kind of look at what's gone before you, and it's even the last few years a lot of players have been brought through. Oh, 100%. I'd say if we went through the squad now, nearly half of them have been brought through. Like, there's so many of them. So many of them. You see it, Benny, as well, like, started in the League of Ireland, too, you know. But even if you look at the last, probably even 10, 15 years, like, a lot of players have come through the League of Ireland as well. Yeah, there has been a lot, to be fair. And I think it's only going to get stronger. You see so many good players now in the in senior squads that are only young. You see Sam Curtis at St. Pat's. Good lad, 17 years of age, I think he's not 18 till December, and luckily he probably has 50 appearances in the league, and he's only going to get stronger for that. But if you look around all the leagues, there's always a young player in most teams. How did you feel about coming back to the League of Ireland on loan? I didn't mind, to be fair, because I hadn't played in the one before. But, um, and look, I knew going to Shamrock Rovers, we were going to be challenging for leagues, nearly winning it. Like It was always going to be, it was going to be a different type of pressure. It was going to be a different type of football compared to Sligo Rovers because Sligo Rovers teams would probably don't respect you enough and when I was there they didn't respect us enough and we played through them and we got fourth in the league um, they'd come high and we could just spin where Shamrock Rovers everyone knows that we can play football and they really sit deep they get narrow so it's a different type of game when you play for Shamrock Rovers compared to Sligo Rovers yeah. Were you ever worried about getting your place in the team or was it just embrace the challenge? Ah, I was obviously well, not, I wouldn't say worried but I was as you said embraced the challenge obviously Rory Gaffney was the best player in the league the year before that and Aaron Green as well he's 33, 34 and he's an absolute machine absolute machine a great lad I think Aaron if he left Shamrock Rovers he could start for every other team in the league he's um he's that good but um, no I just embraced the challenge I played with them together but no, we got on very well and we were never bitter towards each other if one was playing and one wasn't playing. It was always just how to help the team win four in a row. Class, class. And were you close to coming back to Sligo Rovers at the time or was that on your mind or was it never an option? Oh no, it was definitely an option. I spoke to John Russell, um, spoke to him a few times, spoke to, spoke to a few managers in the league, obviously. Um, I don't know, just something about Shamrock Rovers winning... I knew they were going to be driving for 
the league title, which I think everyone wants to win. And we had the opportunity at Champions League football, then Europa League, which obviously didn't go the way we wanted this year. We didn't turn up and that was our own fault. And we got we got a bad draw then, Europa League, and it was over for us. That's what happens when you don't turn up in the first game. And we were eliminated then the second round, playing away in Ferencaros. Where in Sligo, it was a different story. They didn't have European football. There was a few negatives that came across my head. And look, don't respect Sligo. They had a bad year and I'm happy I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, you've got your, your league winner's medal. And... Yeah, I've got my league winner's medal and played in Europe too, Champions League and Europa League, away in Ferencaros, Ferencaros, whatever you call it. They're, uh, playing, <laughs> they're playing tonight in the Europa League and that's one of those... I think my best two performances this year have been against them and they're playing Europa League every week. Amazing, amazing. Would you go another stint in League of Ireland if that was on the table or is it just head down and break through at Celtic? I don't know if I had to, I'd come back to the League of Ireland. There's a few teams speaking at the moment. Um, obviously, Stephen wants me to keep me on at Shamrock Rovers and look, it would, wouldn't be a bad decision as they're going driving for five. Um, I think I spoke to Joey the other day, <clears throat> winning your first league is the biggest motivator ever. To make sure if you're in this league and you want to win it again. Um, but no, I don't think, I think I will come back to this league, yeah. Yeah, would Sligo Rovers be an option? Am I allowed to ask that? <laughs> um, ah, th- they're an option, yeah, but I just don't know at the moment. Yeah, everything is on the table, says you. Yeah, everything's on the table. Look, I just only got the league title three or four days ago. I just want to enjoy it because, as I said earlier in the podcast, that you don't win the league every day. So I just want to enjoy a kind of a switch-off period and then go away to under-21s and then just get back to work. Nice. And have you a date yet for when you back to Celtic, no? No, no date yet. After Sportsman, we'll speak after the international break. Looking forward to that. Like yeah, 100%. Sure. That's where you want to be. That's where, when you sign, you want to be there. And so, that's where I'll be. Oh, please God, no, I hope it all I hope it all comes good for you now. You've been on some journey in fairness mm. well, What age are you now, Johnny? You're still 20. Like 20 years of age. Yeah. Jeez, you've been, you've, you've been through a lot in football already. Like, you've not done that. You know, a lot of people that be twice that age wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, have done yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I think I just started so well. I was on up, such an upward upward curve. And um, obviously, it's just probably gone dipped and up and down. Like, I don't think I spoke to many people now. I spoke to James Coleman when I joined Celtic. It's not all going to be straight up. You're going to have bumps. You're going to have stoppages where I'm going to try and stop you. But look, I've had a few of them. I never... It was never going to be like 17, it's going to Celtic play there, then go next. It was always going to have bumps in the road. And I'm proud of my pathway so far. People might say, oh, he's not playing here, he's not playing here. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, um, I'm happy. If, I don't think there's many 20-year-olds around with what I have and the appearances I have. So no, I'm happy. 100%. And that's the thing. Like When you go over to Celtic at 17 or 18 years of age, it is going to be tough. Like you're not going to just be parachuted straight into the the first team straight off. Like and there's going to be setbacks and just bouncing back and as you say, keep showing up and mm. please God, you get the breakthrough in the end. You know. Yeah, I was never was never going to be playing sailing going into a Celtic squad that were going for a league title and they were in Europe. Europe. So look, I was never signed there as a landmark sign. I was always going to be squad player if even. And um, no, I knew I was going to have to battle. I think I improved, even though I didn't play. I improved. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you met Brendan Rogers yet, or no? I haven't no. spoke to Brendan yet. No. Looking forward to that, say. Ah, yeah, it should be good. Look, he um, brilliant manager. He's come from the Premier League, one of the best leagues in the world, if not the best. So, I spoke to a few lads at Celtic that said he's brilliant. How was your relationship with Ange? Ah, yeah, it was good. No, I think like, uh, he comes across as a great character. No, he is. He's very good. Um, he's different to other managers. Some managers might tell you 
everything what you want to hear but Angel's different Angel will tell you how it is and he's truthful he's honest there's no oh you're going to start this game you're going to play this many games it's not he tells you how it is and that's what I think helps well. and I think that's why he's doing so well at at Spurs he's honest he's truthful there's no beating around the bush he comes across really well I have to say I like him when I see his interviews and that he's very personable but his style of football is class as well I yeah, really he, enjoyed watching Spurs this season no 100% he's very good high energy attacking football you see the other night he was down to nine men he was still high that's trying right, to press, yeah. yeah attacking but no he's a great a great manager and I think he'll do very well there I'd say he's a joy to play for though in playing his system and playing that team for a striker like it yeah. must be fun to play in that because know, they are yeah, 100%. Um, it's different football than I've, what I've played up to date. It's uh, so high attack and press. You can see with his teams, definitely when he's at Celtic, that's why his attacking players don't last more than probably 70 minutes because it's full on for 70 minutes Intense. and then he gets the next ones on for full on last 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, just on that point, actually, have you found your conditional levels gone up since you moved or gone up the levels? like? And they have and yeah they, they have at Celtic and then Queen's Park I obviously dipped because I wasn't playing and then came into Shamrock Rovers pre-season I was going well and I had a little injury and I don't think I got back to the fitness um, levels I could have but look they, that's my plan the next few weeks get as fit as possible because I think at Sligo I was the fittest I could have been well obviously the, you could keep going but I was so fit and I think that only helps you 100%, 100% and I think for somebody like yourself as well though you have a lot of pace you probably have to be careful even around weights and that you don't want to get too big as well mm. because you don't want to lose your strength so it's just finding that balance but I guess that's that's probably all taken care of over at Celtic as well and do you guys have access to nutritionists and psychologists and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I had, we had a psychologist this year at Shamrock Grove and I think she was actually a big boost for when we were in tough times and through the summer I think I don't know what was happening we couldn't win a game we were losing in Europe we lost at Dundalk in the Cup we drew at Drogheda we lost at Dundalk in the League we couldn't do Enton and psychologists very good on how next challenge, next challenge and you know, I think psychologists are very good and nutritionists, yeah, at Celtic you have you have everything what you want at Celtic. Yeah. Have you learned loads? I <laughs> oh, learned loads, yeah, learned loads. <laughs> but it's it's interesting to hear around the psychology thing because I'm huge in the head stuff. I actually went back and studied sports psychology myself. I love I love all the head stuff. It's fascinating to me. But I know it's kind of some people will swear by it and others are going nah it doesn't help at all but I think people nowadays are a lot more open to it like there's a lot more teams bringing them in mm. have you like did you have one to one sessions or is it more just kind of group sessions or I spoke to her maybe two or three or four times maybe I'd say I spoke to her before both Europa League games um, which um, as I said I think they're the best two games I've played in the this season um, I think that probably did help probably didn't go to her as enough as I probably should have I think I think every player was going, we were doing team sessions, we were doing everything. I think they're very good to be fair. You believe in it? As of now, I believe in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the stuff, that's the stuff. So, going forward, if we look at the next, and I know football's an unpredictable business, if we look at the next three years for Johnny Kenny, where would you like to be in three years' time? I What's know. the dream? Obviously, dreams play for Celtic, but if that's not, I'd just like to get myself playing football at the highest standard possible and doing the best I can I can't put names on anything like say oh I'm going to be here because you don't know just want to be doing the best I can for me I love that nice and down to earth and keep working mm. hard that's what it's all about yeah, yeah. well look thanks man for your time I appreciate it absolutely yeah. class and it's a great insight into what elite level football is about which is amazing for people like myself to hear because I watch a lot of it but it's nice to hear yeah. the behind the scenes stuff so appreciate your time and um, all the very very best going forward thank you very much Cheers, thank dude. you
that's it guys hope you enjoyed that absolutely incredible stuff from johnny and a big future ahead no doubt i will leave you and love you for another week and i'll speak to you very soon cheers